0: I've never been very good at memorizing Bible verses, but I have been reading the Bible almost every morning for nearly 40 years, verse by verse, book by book, and I've gotten to know it. Some, there's still so much more. Even more importantly, I've come to know the author, not just from some stories or individual quotes, but in the tapestry of revelation of his character. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Jeremiah wrote, When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. I don't look at it as a subject I have to master or a topic I will ever know exhaustively. It's more like a daily feast that I take in, each bite becoming a part of me, making up who I am, giving me energy to live, transforming me. To be honest, there are a lot of times when I don't seem to get anything out of it, but even then, the daily reading helps me become more familiar with it. Other times, it speaks to me powerfully. God's Word has become my joy and my heart's delight. I've entitled this podcast, Take and Eat, because I will serve up small bites of the feasts that have fed me and strengthened me. As David wrote in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. My goal is not to teach you about the Bible. I just want to share some of the ways it speaks to me and how God has filled me through it. Often, The words on the page transform into pictures in my mind. I'll invite you to visualize those word pictures in the hopes that they speak to you as they do for me. You might feel like you don't know the Bible very well. Don't let that discourage you. I pray that as you take in God's word, it will strengthen you and that it will be your joy and your heart's delight. And again, even more importantly, that you will know the God who speaks it. Do you consider yourself a follower of Jesus? What does that mean to you? For a long time, if I'd stopped to think about it, I would have assumed that I'm following in his footsteps from a distance and following his commands. That may be true, but it's not all he's invited us to. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Have you ever thought about what it means to abide in Jesus? First of all, what does that word abide even mean? And second, what is abiding in Jesus? I'd read that passage and studied that passage and learned that to abide means to remain in, to live in, but still, I really didn't get it. I started praying, asking Jesus to help me abide in him. And I've been praying that prayer practically every day for years now. And gradually, Jesus has answered that prayer. The prophet Isaiah wrote, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with a garment of salvation, and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. The Bible teaches, and I believe, that Jesus took my sins upon himself and gave me his righteousness. For a long time, I imagined Jesus placing his robe of righteousness on me, like a cloak, his arms outstretched to put it on my shoulders, and then dropping his arms down by his side, while I was now covered in his robe, but standing separately from him. Clear theology, but something is missing— and this doesn't quite fit with what else I read in the Bible. At one point, Jesus reminded me of something that had happened years before, giving me a picture that profoundly changed my relationship with him. We have a friend named Joel who is a really nice guy. He's taller and broader than my husband, and one chilly day, he was wearing a nice wool coat. My husband was freezing, shivering, and jokingly tried to wrap the edges of Joel's coat around himself while Joel was still wearing it. We all laughed, and then Joel took off his coat to let my husband wear it until we got back to the car. Remembering that, that picture of my husband and Joel wrapped in one coat, suddenly, instead of imagining myself walking at a distance behind Jesus, I pictured being wrapped up in his cloak while he is still wearing it. Picture this, that you are so close to Jesus that he wraps his cloak around you both. I realized that he's invited me to walk right by his side sharing his robe of righteousness as we walk together with his arm around me. I am not free to run off apart from him, claiming his righteousness as my own. But even more importantly, it means he is always close, welcoming me to his embrace, holding me, guiding me, giving me strength. And when I'm walking this close to him, obeying him is not something I have to do. It's something I do with him step by step. I pray that you too will abide in Jesus, clinging to his side, and wrapped in his presence. And subscribe to this podcast if you're interested in sharing this side-by-side journey with me. And share with me in the questionnaire of the Spotify podcast, What Does It Mean to You to Abide in Jesus?